I would like to talk a little bit more about writing in Spanish. So we haven't really looked so much about how to read and write in Spanish. We've spelled some words, we've discussed some sounds, and we've looked at convertible words, convertible, words that we convert over from Latin English into Spanish, and they give us a great idea about how to read and write in Spanish. For example, if we have a just sound, no, for example, in general, how is this pronounced in Spanish? General. General. And it's spelled the same. So there we understand that GE makes G sound. Without having to learn it formally, we can just look back to these convertible words. When we are unsure of how a sound might be pronounced, so maybe you see CE together and you're like, is that C or is that K? But then if you look back to concentración, then you have your answer. Concen, C-E, concentración gives you your answer. So apart from the actual sounds, we also need to understand where the stress in any given word is when we read it. So in Spanish, you may have noticed you have written accents, little dashes above some vowels. Now, this isn't like French, for example, where the little dashes might actually change the sound of the vowel. None of that, luckily, is going on in Spanish. The written accent is just showing the stress. But why do we have it sometimes and not other times? So there is a general rule in Spanish, which is, if the word ends in a vowel, an N or an S... The accent should be on the penultimate syllable, on the second last syllable. Now, why do you think vowels and then N's and S's have been singled out for that rule? What if you look at our verbs? What do our verb forms end in? Well, the they end in an N. Right. Ah, uh, yes, S as well. Or? Vowel. Exactly. So it's what our verbs end in, in N, S or vowel. So Spanish says if a word ends in N, S or vowel, the natural accent will be on the penultimate syllable, the second last syllable, diferente, habla, hablan, hablas, hablamos, ending S, but we're adding two syllables, so it's still on the second last, hablamos, importante, adictivo. Now, if the word ends in any other consonant, any other consonant is not N or S, then the natural accent place is to go to the end of the word. And we see this perfectly with any to verb. No? How do you say to eat? Comer. Accent on the end. Comer. To be for states. Estar. Estar. To speak. Hablar. Hablar. To find. Encontrar. Encontrar. So this R is not an N or an S or a vowel, and what that means is that the accent is coming on the end. So these are our natural accents, and if the word obeys the rules of the natural accents, we have no written accent generally. There's a couple of exceptions which I'll mention. So if there's no written accent, you follow those rules. If it ends N, S or vowel, you put the accent on the second last syllable, and if it ends in any other consonant, you're putting the accent on the end. But if your word breaks this rule, then you have a written accent to show you where you should be stressing. 
So, for example, what is tradition in Spanish? Tradición. Tradición. And what are you ending it with? What is the last letter? N. And where is the accent? At the end. At the end. Does this break our rule? Yes. So, the O will have a written accent. That last O will have a written accent on the end showing you that you're stressing it. Tradición. So all of these yon words that all have their accent on the end, situación, opinión, they all have a written accent there on the end. So now I'm going to tell you some words that we've come across already, and I want you to tell me if they will have a written accent or not. So what you need to decide is, are they breaking the accent rule or not? Encuentro. Encuentro. Firstly, what does that mean, encuentro? I encounter. Good, I find. Encuentro. Do we have a written accent there? No. No, good. Encontró. What does that mean first? Encontró. I, uh, sorry. He, she, it, or you, formal, found. Good. And does it have a written accent? Yes. Yes, because it's breaking the rule. We're ending in a vowel and we have the accent on the end. So all of these in that point in the past are going to have that accent. Encontró, habló, llamó, llegó. Good. Vive, vive. Firstly, what does that mean? Vive. He, she, it, you, formal, live. Good. Does it have an accent? No. Good. Vivió. It has an accent. Where? At the O. Good. Vivió. He lived, she lived, you formal lived, it lived. Limon, what do you think limon means? Lemon. Lemon, good, which is a Persian word actually, and, and it actually was used to talk about citrus fruits uh, generically, generally, and lime came from the same word, so lemon and lime is actually the same word, essentially. Does it have an accent, limon? Yes. Yes, because it should be limon. Right? But it's not. It's limon. It's breaking that rule, so it has a written accent. So when we're reading Spanish, if the word ends in a vowel, an N or an S, we want to put the accent on the penultimate syllable. If it ends in another consonant, we want to put the accent on the end, unless we are shown with a written accent that the rule is being broken. Salud means health. Related to salute in English. Salute. And you can say it when you toast. Does it have a written accent? No. No. Good. It ends in a D, so we expect the accent to be on the end. Salute. So, usually accents are written to show us that we're breaking the accent rule. But there are some other situations where we have a written accent. One of these situations is when we have words that are monosyllables, words that are just one syllable, and we can differentiate them with a written accent. For example, how was the word for yes? Si. And how was the word for if? Si. Si. It's the same word. So yes is written with a written accent, and if is not. Now this written accent doesn't change the pronunciation. This differentiates them, so when you're reading, you don't have the ambiguity that could sometimes be caused by, oh, is that a yes or an if? Both could make sense there. Especially because you use yes emphatically in Spanish. You can say, si lo quiero. 
yes, I want it. But if that's written and you don't hear the emphasis, si lo quiero, then you might read, if I want it. So to clear up that ambiguity, when you have monosyllables, words of one syllable that are the same, one will take an accent to show the difference. How was for me? Para mí or por mí. Good, very good. Either one, depending what for you want. Now, how was my house? Mi casa. Mi casa. So this is different me. One is the, the me that comes after prepositions. Para mí, por mí, de mí. And the other one is for possession, my. So, para mí, there you have the written accent on the me of para mí, and you don't have it on mi casa. Just to show the difference. What was the word for you speaking informally? Tu. Tu. And what was your house? Tu casa. Tu casa. The word for you, tu, takes a written accent. But the word for your in your house, tu casa, doesn't. So monosyllables that are the same are differentiated by accent. I know. How do you say I know? Se. Yes. This se has a written accent. The se of se lo doy, I give it to him. The se of se queda, he remains himself, she remains herself, doesn't have an accent. Only the se of saber, I know, has one. So it's something you will pick up reading. Another example where we have accents is to differentiate question words from non-question words when they're the same. For example, you have donde. What does donde mean? Where. Where. But sometimes donde is a question word, like donde estás, where are you. There it will go with an accent. But if I say I'm going to meet him where we saw the football, this is not a question. So it doesn't have an accent. So Spanish likes to differentiate them as well. But now we're entering quite a bit of detail and many Spanish speakers, when they're writing, make these mistakes as well and don't put these accents where they should. But I'm explaining just in case you come across donde with an accent and you don't understand why it's there because it's not breaking the accent rule. This is why. So in the same way, we have como, which means how or like. The como for how takes an accent and the comma for like doesn't. So there are a couple of grammatical examples when we are having accents just to differentiate words that are the same or to differentiate question words from non-question words. But most of the time they are directing us to break the accenting rules. And it's very easy to remember the accenting rules because we only need to look at the present tense. We know that our verbs end in vowels, ends or s's. And in the present tense, we always have the accent on the penultimate syllable without any written accent. We have, of course, that one exception, estar, where we have estas, están, está, and we do have a written accent. So we can look back there at the present tense to remind us that if the word ends n, s, or vowel, the natural accent is on the penultimate syllable, like the verbs in the present tense, and if it ends in any other letter, the natural accent is on the end of the word. And if we break this rule, we show it with a written accent.